0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Queer Quadrant, a podcast where we, two bisexual filmmakers, examine cinema in all its cultural contexts and explore why your favorite four-quadrant blockbuster is maybe not as straight as you think it is.
1: I have a pitch for you.
0: Go for it.
1: Sunset Boulevard. The film? The film. Yes. But lesbians, (laughs) how do we feel? (laughs) Maybe. <laughs>
0: Anything is improved by adding but with lesbians. But
1: gayer. To the end. Yes, yes. Yes. I think that was maybe the pitch for this movie. Did Sunset Boulevard come out before or after this? Probably after. I think it was. I'm going to say after. After. I'm going, I'm doubling down and saying after. So Do this we know? was
0: 1950, and I believe Sunset Boulevard is 1956. I'm going to say 56. Ooh, was I right? Sunset Boulevard is also 1950. Really? Same year.
1: Hey, hey, hey,
0: call hey, that, hey.
1: call that, uh,
0: call that a know. Hollywood has been obsessed I, with c- itself yes, forever. Yes,
1: this is more about the theater, though. The
0: theater. Can I give a better
1: intro? Yes, th- I'm going to keep both in, but like I have a better opener. Go you for ready? It. Yes. All about Eve. More like all
0: about evil, because <laughs> she's evil. <laughs> How about that? Is that better? She's a venomous fishwife.
1: Is that a description from the movie? Oh yeah, line of dialogue. The
0: quotes are amazing. I feel like
1: this is a film tailor made for you. Yes, because of your theater background.
0: So here's a great story. My oh, sorry,
1: we don't have time. No, yes. Oh, stories, please. Excuse I'm, me. I am ready for a good story. Yes.
0: Um. So my favorite book. This is a great time for me to laud my under-read favorite book. Is my most excellent year by Steve Kluger, who when, is a what year Boston author. <laughs> Um, the most excellent one
1: no, I know like what one though
0: it presupposes that your senior year of high school is your best. is the year? most excellent year that is false, although I feel like it is sort of like you're like, oh yes, I've gotten over the drama of high school. I'm on the precipice of a new life.
1: I had the worst first semester like first half of senior
0: year. I'm so sorry, but then
1: a great second half
0: oh yeah, I feel like same right same like yeah. all the
1: way until like Christmas break, I was like, wow, this is miserable and then. The second half was like, oh, I never have to come back here. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, well, that does well, maybe no. support your theory.
0: No, 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 because it's like you're not sad about leaving high school. Like I had a great senior year of high school because I was like, can't wait to get out of here. Yes, the senior people, year of college, I was like, oh, I'm sad.
1: I senior, I miss senior. I do. I don't know. I don't do. I miss college. I don't think so. Question for you. Yeah. Do you, like I feel like the people who miss high school. They're probably the ones peaking, right?
0: Oh, absolutely. Okay. I, nobody, Does that mean? I don't no, want to be mean. No, no, no. I don't think anyone in their right mind actually like misses, misses high, high school. school. Yeah, like, even if you had a good time in high school, like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, even if you had a good time in high school, I don't think that people miss it. And if no. they do, like, I, I be real, don't yes. trust them. But you're your most excellent year yes my most excellent year by steve kluger um who's a boston author it is a very lovely book about, about. three you know three kids coming of age in your senior year of high school and one of them likes baseball oh, this seems
1: very tailor-made for me already and
0: two of them like musical theater Cute. it's two guys and a girl and Augie, high school musical. um miles better uh, miles whoa, better whoa
1: whoa whoa i don't think that's possible
0: I cannot talk highly. I cannot speak highly enough of this book. Okay. It's, it's just, it's, it's so, lovely. Augie. Yes. Augie, who is one Good of name. the three protagonists. What are the other two? Uh, TC, who's the baseball player. Mm-hmm. And Classic. And Allie, who Ooh. is a diplomat's daughter, but wants to be an actress.
1: My date with the diplomat's daughter. Yeah okay cool
0: yes (laughs) um and augie is obsessed with all about eve it's his favorite movie oh his favorite movie and the book is chock full of references to it and quotes from it and it's always been like my biggest blind spot from the book because i had never seen it until i watched it for this podcast
1: call yourself sandra bullock
0: blindside
1: yeah oh fuck (laughs)
0: call myself (laughs) david diggs because i'm blind spotting
1: yes Fuck. Uh, Fuck. The Blind Spot. so
0: close. Shit.
1: <laughs> Isn't there a show called Blind Spot or yeah, something? Yeah. Okay. What is...
0: Call myself Jamie Alexander because I'm... Got a Blind Spot. Got a Blind Spot. Anyways, yes. Boom.
1: So, wait. So, you were reading this and you didn't have any of the context and you just kept
0: waiting to actually get into it? I just knew that All About Eve was like a classic 50s movie. Got you it. know, it's it's about divas. It's about oh, yeah. drama. It's about the theater. Like, I it, feel like the poster is also
1: so iconic because it's like all of the arrows and they're all pointing different directions you know what I mean and then mm-hmm. it lands on Eve, Eve and then there's like the Criterion where it's you know Betty Bet Bet Davis Betty 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 God. Davis yeah where she's just like drinking and she's just giving you the look,
0: you Mm -hmm. know. With uh, Ann Baxter like out of focus in the Mm -hmm. foreground, great criteria. It's great. Yeah. Um, But yeah, watching this movie, even though I was watching it for the first time, it felt like I was watching it for the fifth time because basically Uh every line I was like, oh, that's a line from that I recognize. That's
1: wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you, how did you like it?
0: I love this movie.
1: Did you like it? Yeah, no, I liked it a lot. I, that's so wild that you had all this context coming into it though. I feel like I've only known about it as it's like one of it's like sort of like so lauded as just like one of the great you know American films and so it's kind of just that's been my context but the fact that you knew lines from the film without actually having seen the movie is wild to me Mm -hmm. that's so cool
0: for example the venomous Fish yes. wife line. Max, you sly puss. What is it? Don't play governess with me, Catherine. I haven't your unyielding good taste. The I believe o- that's the line. You
1: know way more. <laughs> I'm telling you, I have two lines written down that I remembered. Uh sorry, three. Uh two of them are just about when we're getting into the queer corner Ooh, of this. Can't wait. And then the only one is just the way someone delivered 44. 4 or 44. <laughs> four I don't know how to Do,
0: do you it. remember when nope. this oh do you remember who said it? Nope.
1: <laughs> I just wrote down Great. the way this person said 44 stands out. I literally like that was like, oh, this is interesting. And that's about it. Uh, <laughs> anywho, what movie are we covering today?
0: Today, we, me, Brooke Solomon.
1: And me, Eve. <laughs> oh, Jordan Gustafson.
0: We two friends, two theater, two theater divas.
1: I feel like I feel like Margot's the D- the diva, and Eve is the conniving, yeah, sinister Eve lesbian
0: playing ingenue, but yes. really, you know, having all of the cards up her Pod sleeve, code switching up the wazoo. Oh, you know it. Um, we are talking about all about Eve. All about who? All about her. What about her? All about evil. All about evil. It really is all about Margot. It is. All about lesbians. All Am about I
1: right? women? <laughs> women the and their men. And men and their women. I believe that's the tagline. That's tag the tagline, that tag yeah. I was it's trying to all think about it was.
0: women and their men.
1: And that plays exactly into my read of this, as it is a film that is about upholding
0: heterosexuality and the family. Mm, so it's like real sort of white picket fence 50s American dream two and a half kids sort of vibes. well
1: because kind of, I mean like Eve basically exists as this lesbian and she like impersonates what is normative femininity to break in and tries to break up these heterosexual marriages and is like coded as a lesbian and she never doesn't succeed in breaking up the marriages she's sort of caught and this like was the film that in the beginning like sorry sorry this came out right when then the Lavender Scare kicked into gear.
0: And tell us about the Lavender Scare.
1: They were really scared of lavender. I don't know why. They just All of a sudden, the people plant. were like, the plant lavender. <laughs> Smells too good. We got to burn it all. <laughs> uh, no, the Lavender Scare was similar to like the Red Scare, but it was that the belief that homosexuals were also like communists. So McCarthy basically hunted down gays, and it became like a hard focus on sort of Focusing on heterosexuality and making that, you know, it's sort of as we were talking about with the gaze, the Hayes code. Before, wow. legit the code. Literal tongue slip. Yeah. Um, but this sort of then plays into it as it starts to then depict like any queer characters as like predators and villains, and sort of you have that whole Mrs. Danvers of it all. Yes, definitely. Um, so that definitely plays into it. Speaking of Mrs. Danvers. Speaking you know of. Who else is in this film?
0: George Saunders. Yes. AKA, what's his Creepy name? Creepy <laughs> cousin.
1: Who's Bone and Rebecca. That's what his name is.
0: Yeah, that distinctive voice. Do you know
1: what he voices? Do you know who he voices as a character? Who? Shere Khan in The oh Jungle Book. My and I didn't God. know that until I sat down and looked at you today. This just blew my mind because it all makes sense now. I was like, his voice is so familiar in yeah. rebecca and i was like i could who never pin it and then in this one it was just killing me and you know i could just open up google
0: where's the fun but in there's that
1: no f- right now that's what it is because i just did it
0: that and we is, found out that makes a lot of sense yes and I can't believe I didn't put two and two together. It's like fun, that's right? such an iconic voice. voice performance. Oh my God. Yeah. Very also kind of queer. Oh yeah. He's got the scar thing yeah. going on. Oh yeah. And he's coded
1: in this as like a little gay as well. Also oh. just his name, Addison DeWitt. Addison DeWitt. DeWinter. <laughs> they oh they my like, God.
0: going to throw you a bone here. Oh, going to link those two films for you. He won an Oscar for this role.
1: That's this movie, how many noms?
0: Fourteen. And it won? Six. Which were? Uh <laughs> <laughs> best picture. Yes. Best director?
1: Sure. I don't know.
0: Best screenplay? Okay, hang on, hang on. Yes. Best picture. Best director. Best supporting actor for George Sanders. What
1: did it go up against? Do you uh, have the year?
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. You ask me these things, and you expect me to be prepared. All vamp,
1: all vamp. Did you know that George Saunders was also Mister Freeze in the Batman show with Adam West? Wow! Which I don't know if you've seen the image, but we should also tweet because that fit is crazy. A good fit. Yes. I'm gonna pull it up now. But um,
0: I have the Oscars. Yes. Give so me a rundown. Here are the celebrated best pictures of the year: All About Eve, uh, Born Yesterday. When were they born? yesterday interesting not the day before not the day after the day after yesterday. or the day
1: or the what is the one with dennis quaid where the world gets frozen over and Jake Halsman, thank you yeah yeah or sure. whatever it is day after yesterday not to the be confused day no
0: with... it's the day after tomorrow okay okay the not, day after not to be confused with the edge of tomorrow
1: not to be I, I don't know what film you're talking about i only know live die repeat <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorry imagine if they really called it that
1: it would have been great. I love it. No. I love live, die, repeat. No, it would have made $2. Live, period, die, period, repeat. <laughs> period. Exclamation point. Oh, comma. Is there a comma in there?
0: No commas.
1: Yes. Who anyway,
0: else? Father of the Bride. Steve Martin was nommed? You must have been We're really crazy. young. So <laughs> crazy. Yes. Uh, King Solomon's Minds. What about them? My Minds. Oh, Oh, fucking A. (laughs) I wasn't even
1: thinking about the Solomon thing. I was just trying to find any joke on the
0: title. My sole touchstone for my last name. Yeah, that film specifically. But I can't say it anymore. The entire time I was growing up, I went to Catholic school. You know, everyone that I was talking to was Catholic. I'd be like, Solomon, S-O-L-O-M-O-N, like the Bible. And they'd be like, got you. And now I can't say it anymore. What do you say? I say Solomon. And they're like, "Like Salmon? "Uh And I'm like, all O's. (laughs) Salomon? Salem." Saint, witch trials <laughs> oh! <laughs> queers <laughs> wait the and the final yes best picture nominee sunset, sunset boulevard. boulevard which should have won correct
1: yes yeah mr freeze oh jesus christ Lesb- or <laughs> <no> lesbian
0: or not lesbian gay right look at that look at that eyebrow work he's doing we will have to tweet that right wow george sanders uh
1: gravity in his art you love to see it Anyways, this was I. It's actually stunning that this beat Sunset Boulevard. I
0: know, and Sunset Boulevard was nommed for about as much. Also, insane that Gloria Swanson like didn't win Best Actress, but also neither did Betty Davis or Ann Baxter.
1: Yeah, no, insane that Betty Davis did not win for maybe one of the greatest performances of all time. My God, her eye work, her drunk work, everything about her is great.
0: Ah, men chugs martini. (laughs) Great. Same. Where's the Oscar? What a vibe.
1: <laughs> Were you super familiar with her before or like really in? Because we've talked about like old films. Like, did you.
0: She's in the Barbara Stanwyck, yeah. uh, uh, Marlene Dietrich uh, camp for me of just mm-hmm. a classic starlet. What's crazy is that I always forget that she's like a little bit older than the 50s. I think yes. of her as a 50s actress, but like this is 1950. But she was old by this point. And yeah. she's playing like a washed up theater right. actress yes. yeah so did she, you
1: ever see what happened to baby jane no i need to
0: but it's on our list it's because it's got some gay subtext apparently maybe it, when neither of us has seen it so this is embarrassing I so we there's a decent amount of movies that we haven't seen and every time we sort of decide to put forth a movie that we haven't seen yet it's a little bit sweaty It's a shot in the dark watching the movie because you're like oh god oh god is it, god. it gay is it gay i don't
1: know but then it typically is it always is it always is fun though the ones where we're just watching something new and then it turns out to be gay because then it's just a bonus surprise oh it's the best yeah it's great
0: there's like i i believe i've said before but there's no greater joy than sitting in a theater and being like oh shit gay the gays have arrived what was the one that
1: i was just texting you about the other day Mm, i forget
0: i was texting you about bram stoker's dracula yes, because i yes, saw some gifts and i was yes. like no that ooh, film definitely yes yeah
1: I, oh i know what it was the founder i texted you about the founder oh yeah and i'm currently halfway through the founder no are it's you not. Yeah, it's not like i've it's, seen someone brought movie. it up it's not I thought someone said that it was, and so I was curious and I started watching it. It's not.
0: The thing is that now, like because we have this podcast, I feel like a common touchstone is people are like, Oh yeah, how about this movie? Yep. And you're yep.
1: like, uh Yeah, a lot more people are coming out of the woodwork to suggest stuff, which is great. We we love, love this. suggestions. But then it's it is always fun some of them to get brought up and I'm like, Is it? I don't know. The founder? The founder. What the if, Mick founder Here's the thing, what if he founded <laughs> what something?
0: There was a
1: founder. McDonald. <laughs> McDonald's question mark <laughs> a concept? <laughs> Golden Arches? Um, Golden Betty Davis, arches. did you know that she's from Lowell, Massachusetts?
0: <gasps> Hello. You love to see it. A New England gal. A gal. That's so crazy. She basically made a career out of playing Southern bells.
1: Yes. Her Have you listened to interviews with her? Her voice is so interesting. I was trying to pin her accent down, and I cannot get it.
0: It's probably a little transatlantic fifties. It's like
1: all all of them have like a similar voice. Yeah, Yeah.
0: I I love that. I love it. I miss it. Me too. Let's just let's just slowly
1: get transatlantic accents starting now
0: starting over the course of this episode yes okay great by the end we'll check back in and we'll see how far we've done it'll be
1: a disaster is what it will be i'm gonna forget about this i already forgot about <laughs> it it's already out of my head um in this cast who would you rather get killed by ann baxter or betty davis
0: mm, Ann baxter interesting why you do you pick betty davis
1: yeah because i feel like she would be fun to like have murder me <laughs> step <laughs> or, on me or, right or, or at least like play me in some way shape or form, you know. Yes. Uh before we dive into it, we should talk about that this is like obviously such a well-known film, but we were just doing Rebecca. So it's on my mind, but Lily James and Gillian Anderson did a play adaptation of All About Eve, and it is hot. Let me
0: just tell you, there is no better pairing for an All About Eve remake I than agree. Lily James and Gillian Anderson.
1: Gillian Anderson. Like my oh god. My-
0: God, she
1: rocks the shit out of anything she wears,
0: anything she wears, anything she does. And also, I really applaud her, particularly in her older roles, because most I of the agreed. times there's a lot of like some really good gay. She's energy. channeling her
1: sexuality in fun it's ways.
0: awesome.
1: Yeah. No, I adore her. Milf a lot.
0: status. Oh, oh, this movie is milf Eve representation. Status. Yes. You ever wanted, Margo? you ever had a crush on, let's say, Kate Blanchett? This is the this movie for you. This is like the you. film, <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, what do you, should we just dive in? I mean, how much table setting do we want to do? I don't know. It was a big Hollywood movie.
0: Big Hollywood movie. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, um, d-
1: directed by Joseph Mankiewicz, as we should say.
0: Brother Manc. of Herman Mankiewicz. Mank! I guess they're both Mank. When is this coming out? This November,
1: December, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June, stop May, July, nope. August, September, October, nope. November, December. It's coming out in November. January, February, March.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. So will make be out? Mank will not be out yet.
1: Damn. I was gonna say I wonder if Joseph will have a cameo or not.
0: In Mank? In Mank. He's still alive? Joseph? The brother? Yeah. No, not. What are you talking about? Like, oh, like the character. Oh my God! I was like, what are you talking about? Somebody called Sean Kingston.
1: Somebody called nine (laughs) one (laughs) one. Brooks fire burning on the podcast floor. Oh Oh my God! Um, maybe (laughs) yes. Joseph L. Mankiewicz, writer of All About Eve, born in 1909 okay, stop. has a cameo in Mank. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to double down on this <laughs> bit. Like, Thank you for giving me my thing for minute. the day. <laughs> that would be incredible. Anyways,
0: oh god. I don't yes. know. But yeah, we love a Manc. Hollywood family. Mank. 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 <laughs> Just saying Mank is fun. He um Mank Eve. Mank. He also wrote this screenplay. Yes. Um, it is adapted from. It's. It's a technically an adapted screenplay. <laughs> um, it's adapted from a short story. By um, by Mary. B- <laughs> Sorry. Are you done? No. Are you done?
1: <laughs> no. like five. Mank. 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 Okay. Good.
0: Great. You're gonna, I know. Okay. <laughs>
1: It's So funny to say. Uh,
0: um, this w- this film is based on a short story called "The Wisdom of Eve." How long was it? Uh, I don't know. It's a short story. Just <laughs> wanted you to say it was short. Yeah, it was really short. Great. Um, almost as short as my attention span for your shenanigans,
1: which is thin. Very
0: short. Um, Mary Orr wrote it, and it was loosely based on an unnamed woman who was the secretary of actress Elizabeth Bergner, or what? <laughs> sorry i don't know what's going on i came into this <laughs> trying to I, get through one point
1: i i was tired coming into this like my it was just a long day wasn't sure what the day was going to be and i was like all right how's this episode energy going to be we're on all cylinders <laughs> Here right <we> now go <laughs> this is great you were saying or
0: um and marry or wrote a short why story. not marry Oh, I'm but done kill okay. you
1: yes Mary Orr wrote a short story
0: <laughs> she did and it got adapted into this Academy Award winning film that's pretty fucking cool end of point that I would have been at 10 minutes ago exactly <laughs> Um, Sunset Boulevard won the original screenplay good Um, so that was the only category in which they were able to split the uh the vote so to speak I see um, and like both win but yeah I mean who would you Manc, have voted for your man Mank. Won Best Picture and Best Director. I guess he doesn't, isn't technically credited for winning Best Picture. Because not producer. Yeah. Yeah. He Um, did produce
1: The Philadelphia Story.
0: He did. He's more of a producer than a director, actually, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: How do you feel about the Philadelphia story? That kind of has gay energy, maybe no, no, or is it's it too not. straight because they're ext- all pining for extremely her. straight. But it's yeah. kind of
0: like it's the best kind of screwball comedy where it's like, okay, we have like six people of various genders and they're all gonna like end up with a person that you don't think they're gonna end up with but and it's super like, fun. I
1: feel like everyone could fuck in that movie, let's be real. Like oh, Carrie Grant could end up with Jimmy Storm and we'd be like, Okay.
0: That's the proper ending to that, that Jimmy Store
1: I will get it down. It's
0: back. I love the Philadelphia. Story. I
1: one of my favorite movies. It's so it's so
0: fun. So good. It's such a you Catherine know Catherine Hepburn. Philadelphia.
1: Is, it has a story. There's a story. Catherine Hepburn. More like Catherine Hep. My God, she's burning my heart. All right. I'm done. I'm um, sorry. We need to just get into it. <laughs> let's talk. Let's go. Let's go. Let's to talk a, all, all about to, Eve. We have so much to talk about, and we're not talking about Eve.
0: I know. All about Eve, or as I like to call it, the talented Miss Harrington.
1: Oh, I had that too. (laughs) I was like, this is like talented Mr. Ripley meets Black Swan meets Rebecca.
0: Meets Black Swan. Yeah. Eh. Two people in the arts world, one craving to be the other. Yeah, but I I think that there's a very distinctive... Like a uh, specificity to All About Eve, which is the idea that, like, you're being replaced by someone younger than you, true, you're being true. usurped by the next generation because, like, a classic trope, as we all know, aging is the death of a woman, duh in the theater or in the theater the
1: movies the pictures they like mention Hollywood it's very much not about Hollywood but they touch on it
0: Hollywood is where you go when you sell out yeah. Hollywood is where you go once you decide that you don't want to be a real artist anymore and you want to start making money I'll sell out in a heartbeat we're are there you kidding me? we're when in Hollywood are like, already I'd never sell out. Like, I sell out I'm like I will sell out with zero uh remorse prodding yeah. needed I will do it right off the bat great Brooke can be bring bought. it on Oh, I can be bought, you best believe. <laughs> so I'm
1: going to like find a movie that you dislike, and I'm just going to slide you a crisp five to change your like star rating one episode. Is that what's going to happen? Depends on the movie. Okay. Depends on
0: how... I should have done that for the old guard. How morally... Oh, <laughs> no. Dep- <laughs> <laughs> Depends on, on how, how morally I dislike the movie. If I'm like, yeah, I just mm. didn't like it. Definitely if I'm like, I can't stand this movie because of this, that, and the other thing. I won't budge because I'm also very stubborn. Really? I I am sure you had no idea. No
1: idea. (laughs) But Eve, she's definitely stubborn. Yes. So where are we? We're in New New York. New
0: York. Concrete jungle. Big apple. Concrete jungle. Why dream tomato?
1: I hate you. I hate you. Now I understand what it's like to podcast with me. (laughs) Wow. It is terrible. Yeah. You see what I have to suffer through? Betty Davis's eyes. Yes. My God. Have there ever been a better pair of eyes? No. I mean, there's a whole song about them, them. (laughs) but but like literally though, like I don't know if there've been better eyes in the world.
0: It's she's, I love like her look is so amazing, obviously. And I think that it's really great for like, a theater actress because um, theater is really about like playing big and like playing to a house and she's just so expressive and so able to convey so much.
1: She's so big that when she goes big it just feels even bigger. And it
0: feels very natural for her to do it. Like this obviously has sort of like I wouldn't say camp but like the melodrama of the 50s in it. It's definitely
1: a little campy.
0: For sure. But it feels pretty in-universe. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is what theater is like. I was like, going to say, like, no lies told. Is this,
1: is this what it is like? Because I, I was never a theater kid, but this is just how I imagine, like, at Emerson, all the theater kids are like, where they're just spawning their own drama like this. Because I feel like 90% of this film, like, I mean, there are potent things to be. Eve turns out to not be great. Um, yeah, obviously. But, like, you know, Margot in the beginning does like spin drama out of like sort of nothing. And so I feel like that feels like a theater kid thing. No,
0: yeah. I mean, it's not even like a theater kid thing. Like, this like continues throughout like your entire adult life. I mean, look at how much like celebrity drama there is True. in general. People love attention People in love the, drama. the media world. We love the drama, live for the drama.
1: Yeah, one could say these characters are living for it.
0: Yeah. For sure wild wild um I had a point oh
1: <laughs> Eve what about her
0: um yeah this is like very very sort of like classic theater world upper echelon like artistic types the precursors to I guess modern day equivalent is like the Noah bomb box of Got the it. world yep. that like very like upper class artistically heavy upper west side new york native um would you live in new york i i don't think so this is
1: some movies for instance when harry met sally i think is the number one movie for making me go do i live in new york like do i I want want to to live in new york this movie very much was the opposite where i was watching i was like
0: i'm okay I'm trying to figure out where, like, Eve and sort of her group of friends actually live, though. Because they don't live in the city proper. They, they feel rich, though. They live in houses. Yeah. So maybe it's like... Like a mansion. Yeah. Yeah. So I think maybe it's, it's like, like... Long Island. Yeah. The suburbs of New York, yeah. if you will. But yeah, it's definitely all about the actual theaters, the brick and mortars, and, like, the city and sort of that whole space. And like mm-hmm. how the art is connected to where you are Your and what soul. you're doing yeah. and like where you're going to open. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, they have so many
1: monologues about like the, uh, explicitly that where it's like, oh, this performance is great because I'm emotionally here and exactly, all that sort of stuff. Yeah.
0: Exactly. I mean, at the beginning, Eve, even though like we find out that she's playing everyone like a fiddle, literally follows a play like they're the fucking Grateful Dead across yes. America. Which is insane. Like, I was so doing scared that. of her in the beginning when she was like, I have seen yeah, this play she's every creepy. Night. In crazy.
1: what world do you want to be like, you know what? I think you should go meet the star. I would say, please leave.
0: What are you doing here? Oh, no. I was like pining after your idol night after night so much that you go watch her play every single fucking night. It's gay behavior, baby. That's, wow. That's gay pining right there. I think unhealthy. Oh, yeah. I'm. Was- I- Oh my God. <laughs> this goes from like unhealthy fan idol relationship to like toxic assistant boss relationship. Yes. To then like.
1: I'm going to kill you and take your place. Yeah.
0: To literally just like, okay, so Eve is like a sociopath. Yeah. That's fun. Yes.
1: Yeah. The way Betty Davis just sits too when she smokes.
0: The two fingers she, yeah, she ma- I mean, like, Look,
1: never smoke, but she makes it look cool.
0: Smoking looks cool in media. Yeah, which Let's is unfortunate. Let's just say it. And it looks great on You know on whose screen. fault this is? Who's?
1: Don Draper. I was
0: going to say, if you make a Don Draper reference right now, Lucky Strike, it's toasted.
1: Wow, Brooke just gave a great performance. <laughs> you couldn't see. That was mine. My... But she, she just did a little pose. It was great.
0: It's toasted. This
1: is incredible. <laughs> wow, I love this audio visual medium. <laughs> so this movie starts out. Should we just dive into it? Let's do it. Great. Go Voice for it. Voice over. We're yeah. in an award show.
0: Um, We love an award show framing device.
1: I was so... Okay, so I thought... I feel like I was a bit... I feel like this was a little bit of a tease. Uh, They opened it and I thought that it was going to be... The way I interpreted it was that Eve was like getting a sort of like a lifetime achievement award or something of Same. a much grander scale. But it's sort of just like... An Oscar for the year. She's getting like a, a Tony, Tony, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I th- I felt that it because the way that it was framed felt a lot larger than it actually was. Maybe
0: it's not even a Tony. It's more like a Critics' Choice Award. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But either way, we start at an award show, and Margot, having just turned forty, she thinks that her career is coming. Down the tubes.
0: Yes. Margot Channing played by the great and iconic Betty Davis, as we have said. It's crazy that this film like does the thing where it's like, yep. okay, we're going to have you meet all of the characters. We're going to tell you a little bit about them. And then like once all of that is said and done, we're just going to jump into the story where it's like, yes. it's, it's very, I feel like it, it sort of feels hacky to pitch that you're going to do that but it's actually not that common because everyone knows that you kind of like should steer away from that that it's kind of taboo right yeah
1: i feel like it this where i thought you were going with that was that if it's one of those movies where you have the title but the title is not the actual character sort of like rachel getting married Mm. which always throws me off
0: right all I'm like, about Eve. Because I'm
1: like Eve, okay, cool, Betty Davis. No. No, no. no, no, no. No, no, no. Eve and Baxter.
0: Yeah. The fact that so they like you were competing against each other for the Oscars for best like actress in a leading role, which I feel like, let's say it was all about Eve 2020, you would clearly push Eve to support it.
1: Oh, for sure. And yeah. put Margo. Margot the lead. Yes. Yeah. But 100%. there was
0: also two. Actresses from All About Eve dueling for Best Supporting Actress. It's the
1: only film with all four women, at, or sorry, with four women nominated for an Oscar. Still, yeah, the only one like this. Holy! Well, I mean, shit. it is crazy that it has a double. It is crazy that in two categories it's double-nommed. Yeah. That's well, wild. that's what you need. You need yeah. two
0: double-noms, which is and it's especially hard. now, yeah, it barely ever happens. Like the closest I feel like it came was the favorite when like all three right. actresses yes. were nominated. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah you have Celeste Holm and Thelma Ritter battling it out for best supporting actress and you know for all four, like all four women lost
1: which is wild
0: to born yesterday probably cuz they split their vote
1: if anything yeah
0: i mean that's like that it's so rare that like someone you know, when there's a double nom that, like, one of the people wins. They usually both lose.
1: Right. Because it's, you know, they're like, oh, you know what? No, this one was better. Or this one. It's just push one. But then you get category fraud.
0: Exactly. And category fraud is, like, so much more common, especially now, because it is so much about, like, I don't know. I feel like the people that are going for Oscars really have the Oscars down to a science where it's yes. like if you play your cards right, you can basically guarantee yourself an Oscar, particularly in the acting categories. 100%. Every once in a while you get an upset, and I feel like best picture, best director upsets are a little more common, but like, I feel You're like... kind of
1: a slam dunk idea.
0: Particularly in the past five to ten years, those four actor categories have been walked
1: the oh, fuck yeah. up. Oh yeah. Like we everyone knew Brad Pitt was winning the minute that film came out.
0: All four from last year particularly. Yeah. Um Renee Zellweger, Brad Pitt, Laura Dern, and who am I missing? I feel
1: like best supporting was the one that could or like the Laura Dern category could have gone a couple different ways. But like maybe I
0: feel like every poll that I saw it was like it's Laura Dern, like there's yeah. no question. Who am I forgetting? Who won best supporting or no, sorry, who won best lead? Oh, Joaquin, of course. Right. There we go. <laughs> but like I think so about I think about the double noms of something like Thalmund Louise or like the favorite. Right. Um, where like it's just kind of like both of them lose, even with let's look at last year, Scarlett Johansson being nominated and lead right. and supporting and winning neither of right. them. Right, hurting herself eventually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Ugh, a mess. It's very interesting. We love, I love the awards. We love mess. We love mess and we love awards. I and you love know, awards. You know a messy awards all about Eve. Oh God. Yeah. And so it sort of sets the tone for what's going to happen. We meet all the players if we want to say. Yes. Um, and then you meet Eve sort of in the back of like an alley.
0: Where is she? Yeah. So you see her very briefly sort of stand up to get her award and she's center stage and she's like glowing she's in this white dress and she you know is like platinum blonde so she really stands out in the black and white um but yeah then you meet you flash back to what is it like a couple years earlier i
1: think i think even like a year it doesn't feel that long
0: may to october yeah it's a very
1: quick turnaround
0: it's interesting that they use may to october i'm sure it was intentional but the idea of you know like a may to october romance what? Um, that's like when one person is young and the other person. Or oh. is that May to December? What it's is it?
1: This like is a that. whole new thing I've never heard of. Yeah.
0: It's like a term. Where really? it's like a, a big age gap.
1: Oh. In, wow. Am I an idiot? In
0: romance specifically.
1: Call so. me a dum-dum because <laughs> I didn't know any of that.
0: No. I, I, and now I can't fine. remember if I'm no, misremembering you're good. I, it.
1: No. But I believe you. Double just, down on it. Triple down on it.
0: I'm always right. And no You know all about... Eve. <laughs> Eve,
1: that was sweaty. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the the biggest setup of this is that Eve sort of forces her way into Margot's, you know, circle. group, her circle. She meets Margot backstage when she's changing
0: as a groupie, basically. Yeah. So but Margot like Margot...
1: grows to her very quickly. She immediately like takes her on.
0: Yeah, I mean... Like, under her wing, I guess. Like, the idea is that, you know, those pesky egos, that pesky vanity, like, gets in the way of your common sense. And, like, Margot, I think, is a great character. She's nice and complicated. She's not so often, you know, especially in these, like, grander films, you do still have very stock characters where you have, like, you know, the unwitting ingenue, or you have, like, this really, like caustic sardonic like Mm -hmm. aging leading lady who has no sympathy to her and i think like why all about eve is so good is that Margot is like a very complicated character who's not afraid to show her flaws but isn't like so grating that you that you can't enjoy her like i mean she's a fucking icon right just say like
1: that's the thing is like i feel like a lot of this comes like a lot of the theatricality of this makes it also like we'll get into the queer stuff but i feel like this also has such a big queer following because of the like the bitingness and the living for the drama you know what i mean like yes. there's like a big like drag like love of betty davis as a like a character or sorry as an, like a person and her characters that she inhibits you know what i mean so i feel like that really pushes this towards that sort of queer quadrant of it all as well. Yeah,
0: for sure. It's all about the drama.
1: (laughs) Anytime you say all, I'm immediately jumping on Eve. (laughs) Um, So yes, so this film, a lot of it is like Eve manipulating herself into Margot's life. Margot, who's her assistant? Um, Birdie. Birdie is like the one person who is like a little apprehensive of Eve becoming sort of so ingrained in this world.
0: And Birdie is also, you know, the closest to Margot. So she's the only one that sort of like is isn't afraid to tell it like to, it yeah, is yeah, to yeah. her so um she's like the good friend yeah celeste holm plays karen who is you know, Margot's essentially like her her other best friend and she's yeah. sort of like it's it, it goes between her and addison dewitt george sanders what um, a what a name addison dewitt ter <laughs> you had to i always have to yes <laughs> um it's it sort of both of them narrate it. sort of Trades off between the two of them, Um, but Karen is just like a nice lady. Wow, she's, that's a first. She's she's just she's a nice lady. Yeah, she just wants to have everyone be happy and yeah. live her she's nice like, life.
1: She's the wife of the the playwright, correct? Yes, great.
0: Um, the wife of the Hugh Marlowe playwright, yes, yes. and uh, is Margot's married to the director? Yes, classic.
1: We're boyfriend oh right because then because that's the big thing yeah it's like they're sort of on again off again um but they're together um I fully who's saw younger it, than her
0: yes he's 32 and she's 40 Ooh. Scandal. Ooh. um but like when he announced that they were getting married i was like wait they're not already married. Right? Yeah. I really no, miss I know. that. I yes. really miss that. Even though you never see them sleeping together or anything like no.
1: that. I mean, they embrace a couple of times. They kiss. They
0: kiss. Can we talk about the one scene when Thelma and Louise? you... <laughs> oh my God. Not even. Totally the wrong names. Who? Karen and... Lloyd. Yes. <laughs> I I'm with you. Yes. Karen and Lloyd are in their bedroom and they're like in separate beds. Yes. Classic. Oh my God. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, this is like during the haze Code. So, you know, they were very PG. Keep everything clean. It shook
0: me to my core. I was like, why are they in different beds right now? And they each had their own little bedside phone.
1: <laughs> I kind of like love that. Kind of a vibe. I would never do it, but I kind of love it. You yeah. know, your own separate space.
0: Separate bedrooms are sort of like back in style, but now it's more of like a uh, Divorce? No. <laughs> it's like I trust you so much, and like I feel confident enough our relationship that I don't right. think we need to sleep in the same bed. Which, like, if that works for you, that's great. great. I personally am not need about to be that held. life. Yeah,
1: no, nope, definitely not. <laughs> Respect it, though. I personally, to you are affection <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. Are you kidding me? Duh. <laughs> um, I do like that. And I completely lost it.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I was talking too much about sleeping in separate beds. No, I
1: love it. I love it. Um, But
0: I mean, that's sort of the idea of like this this great compulsory heterosexuality. Yes. Um, Oh,
1: yeah, totally. I mean, like this is like forcing sort of like this straightness and all these straight couples upon everything.
0: Yeah. Straight, straight, straight.
1: And Addison DeWitt and Eve are basically, they sort of grow towards each other because they're both sort of. I don't want to say asexual, but they're both less interested in, you know, romantic relationships for actual romance sake. And instead, like Eve ends up using these relationships to further her career.
0: They like to manipulate everyone around them. And they are sort of like the two most queer coded characters in this movie. For sure. And, you know, it's like it's it's the trope. It's the the. Evil gaze trope. Like they are here to get in your business and ruin your life and usurp what you. Should rightfully have and take it for themselves.
1: Yes, which is awful, Destroying and we do not the like this. family unit. This film is like a little homophobic.
0: I mean, I think that this film sort of walks the knife's edge pretty well because it doesn't shy away from the homoerotic subtext. Right. Yes. Well,
1: especially in the end when Eve. Oh my has god! The, that the final w- scene. Yes. Do you know? I don't know who the. Other girl's name is, but there's so a basically
0: Phoebe played so, by Barbara Bates, who she she's supposed to be like a high schooler, right? And yeah. she
1: shows up basically in Eve's bedroom, sort of doing the same of what Eve did to Margot, yes. But this one feels a lot more queer
0: yes 100 percent. i also think it's the idea is that it's supposed to be infused with much more sinister energy because we yes. already know what eve did to margo exactly so it's like you got a nice little gay stalker of your own girlfriend yep. Be yep. careful what you wish for but it's very very homoerotically coded there's like there's a repeating motif with very similar to Ripley, as we discussed a couple weeks ago. Believe it or not, Tom dressing in uh, it <laughs> Tom dressing in Dicky's clothes, um, with like Eve and then later Phoebe mm-hmm. like holding up their idols dressed on themselves and being yes. like, "I will." be you one day
1: sort of like mrs danvers honestly like holding up the clothes like a lot of clothes work in these films i mean
0: it's a great visual shortcut um totally it's something like super simple and easy to do and like i said it really like helps blur those lines of do i want you do i want to be you
1: sapphic undertones baby yep nothing better that
0: sapphic duality Keep getting it how many times am i gonna invoke it Probably a lot.
1: lot. That is because a lot of queer films (laughs) weren't great. I mean, they are great, but the relationships. I
0: do love that, like, motif, though. Yeah, no, It's fun. And it's, like, it's been done so many different times in so many different ways, but it's always interesting to me because I do think, I mean, as we say all the time on The Queer Quadrant, a.k.a. like the point of this podcast, it's a great way to get, like, your representation in while not making it, you know, too offensive right yes yes you 100%. know you can claim it's not gay if you really want to
1: right there's a way to walk the other way exactly uh a way to bat the other way you could say that addison does that where he brings on basically Marin- marilyn monroe is in this yes Who? we love
0: and like an unknown yes marilyn Monroe. she gets like
1: two lines
0: she is so, so hot beautiful uh
1: yeah don't know maybe a more beautiful person
0: Oh my God. So, the one scene that she's in, she's in two scenes, sorry. But the party scene is what I'm thinking of. She is in a white fur coat Mm -hmm. and a white strapless satin dress and a white purse and white gloves and has like that amazing, like platinum blonde bleached look and like these big white, like pearl earrings. And she's just a snack glowing. Like, I could not take my eyes off of her. And yes, it was because I was like, oh my God, it's like 20-year-old Marilyn, Monroe. Marilyn right. Monroe. But like, she's just so stunning.
1: It's very cool seeing her before she popped because I like looked at who was in the film and then it's like Marilyn Monroe. And you're like, oh my God, Marilyn Monroe's in this? And then she has two lines? Yeah.
0: Maybe? She plays sort of like she she kind of serves as a foil to Eve where it's like she is a conniving young starlet I read her as
1: uh Addison's DeWitt he's like her arm he's bringing her on as like arm candy so she he's not interested in her romantically at all so she's sort of just like he's putting out that he's with this woman but is really just gay
0: well and also i think the idea is that like to further your point is that he is sort of mentoring her and her career because he's the one that tells her oh go talk to this producer oh go do this go do that ask him to get you a drink like he's he's talking her through how to get parts but he's just a critic yeah which feels weird but this is the idea this is very i think this is very theater Mm. is that like because it's Theater is, like, more for the tastemakers of the world and not, like, Hollywood, which is for the low masses of Of middle America. How dare. Theater is high art. Right. Critics... For the upper echelon. Exactly. Critics enjoy a much higher status because they can actually make or break an opening of your show. Right. Particularly in this sort of 50s time where, like theater was so eventized and it was all about where you were going and who you were seeing and who you were being seen with and you don't want to be caught at a badly reviewed play what will people think of your taste
1: the audacity
0: so i would be caught dead at bad plays
1: (laughs) call that spider-man turn off the dark cats i'd be seen at cats i know you would be oh i know you would be. go jerry stop and rump
0: Teaser. Thank okay, you. I can I cannot finish. I it. know. Um, but yes, critics in the theater are very important and are often part of the theatrical circle themselves because they need. You need to have that in.
1: Sort of ingrain themselves within to then get the reviews early. I, I guess. think it's I kind don't know. of like I'm so unfamiliar with the theater world.
0: It's just more about. It's kind of like how I see Hollywood agents, where mm, it's like they're a you know means what? Yes, 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 yes.
1: If this was like an LA set film, he would be an agent. He would be their agent, right. yes. Got he would cool. be
0: Margot's agent, probably.
1: Right. Yes. Yeah. And then he's like, "Oh, Eve, like you, I want to set you up with like this manager," but then secretly he's sort of like combing her to then get her when she like actually like stars in something, hip
0: pocketing her. Yep. Yeah. That's like that's very much the energy that he has because he's like, particularly with Marilyn Monroe's character, he he's grooming her, right. Basically, to be a star, and like the idea is that you're going to be a star, kid. He is seedy enough. Oh,
1: I, definitely is seedy. He's like a villain.
0: Yeah. um, He's seedy enough that he will sort of like encourage her to do, you know, morally ambiguous things like, oh, you know, go basically show yourself off to yes. this producer here, take off your coat, go over in your strapless dress and like ask him to get you drinks and like play dumb and like you'll have a screen test within the week. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the industry but i i love that he is fulfilling that character of like someone who's seen it all who's jaded who doesn't give a fuck does not care about women as you at said. all yes not interested in women um but is still there and is like hello he furthers the plot here. in
1: a lot of ways
0: yeah and you know i mean he's a fucking snake
1: oh i despise him yeah that last sequence when like he figures out sort of all of Eve's thing, but then it's just like, cool, like I'm kind of the same. Great. Yeah. Glad we get along.
0: I was uh I was watching this movie and I was like, wow, you know, this is actually like the- I'm so surprised at how great these female characters are. Like mm. maybe I'm misremembering a lot of parts of Hollywood and then Eve got slapped across yep. the face and yep. I was like, oh mmm Right, the 50s. Yes. Like, literally. But Margot is so great. Fully slapped across the face. Yeah, no, Margot's awesome. Like,
1: Betty Davis is, like, such a fulfilled, well-rounded character in this. Like, her performance is amazing. When she gets drunk at this party, it's basically so her boyfriend is going off to Hollywood. Yes. For a one-picture deal.
0: And she's afraid that, you know, some young, hot starlet is going to snap him up. Try to steal him. Which Eve
1: tries to do yes um
0: you know eve is very clearly like coded as a lesbian if only for the fact that she literally cannot get any of these men to sleep with her yes. <laughs> for the life well, of
1: her. i think that's the thing is like she is so incapable of like loving and being loved because she's so focused on career herself and her career yeah that she just like all of these other relationships she doesn't know how to do and so she's so constantly like performing femininity but she can't do it because she's like lesbian
0: she can't actually like get there yeah i love that read i think that's good that it's like she's like i can basically play the straight woman i can be this like gorgeous like innocent bombshell and she pulls it off in all of you know and all of the ways that draw her towards Margot. right even because there is sexual attraction there totally and, and that is like w- sort of what her deal is and then you know she tries to break up like three separate marriages and all of them fail miserably She
1: can't do it it's It's so funny it's really fun this how did you feel about i feel like i mean like i don't know this film has been out for a long time i feel like we don't really need to dig into the plot that much i how did you feel about for me this felt like a six act play or like a five act five act yeah because it's like but with just five scenes basically I mean, it's more than that, but this movie is basically just a lot or a little long scenes, like scenes roll into each other. And there's so much plot happening within each sequence. This you know is, what I
0: mean? This is very classic Hollywood. Which is why it's a play kind of. Yes. Yeah. And I think it fits in very well, considering that it's like all about the theater world, that it would be a little bit more play like that. This, the Philadelphia story actually reminds me of this too, where it's like, mm. there's basically like five. A
1: Philadelphia story play?
0: Giant scenes. I believe it is a play. Oh, there we go. Originally. Oh, really? Um, I will have to check. Find out. Don't quote me on that. Um, I I am going to quote you. (laughs) Um, uh, let's see. But, uh, yeah, I, I do think that this is kind of like a classic, uh, more of a cl- a classic cinema yeah, way style. of screenwriting, to- oh, 100%. which is so interesting when you consider that like this was the year that Sunset Boulevard, mm-hmm. you know, was up for all the Oscars because I feel like that is heralded as like a real movie, right? Of, like like, like the pushes 50s. everything forward. Like yeah. it's a film. It's very, it's very, very filmic. Yes. And it, you know, it's about the movie industry. Of course, it is. I love it. So yeah. you have. I mean, one have, of like, my favorites of all time. Yeah. yeah, you have movies versus theater. You know, going up. Head for to each head. other both in uh, Sunset Boulevard with like you know the oldies the silent films versus the talkies I'm ready for
1: my close-up Mr. DeMille yeah good yeah. job thank you was that um, good was horrible Lauren Swanson was <laughs> that great <laughs> do you think that I could like land the role I do Lauren cast me on SNL <laughs> great
0: great <laughs> um, yeah so you have that and you know obviously with All About Eve it's about like the the joy of New York theater versus mm-hmm. like the baseless like need for Hollywood Hollywood, yeah yeah it is
1: so interesting that the two are really it it is a lot of similar undertones with the two of them as well sort of an aging star you know yeah I don't know it's cool looking at the two side by side um there was a line if we're gonna talk about the party sequence that was going on um where Betty is like drunk uh and she goes to Eve and she goes you'd tuck me into bed if I asked wouldn't you and then Eve goes if you'd like yeah and it's like oh You would like, wouldn't you? She would. She would like to.
0: And then Margot's like, I would not like.
1: Which is great. She slaps her down. And then Eve gets really upset about (laughs) it. She like goes to cry. (laughs) Yeah. Which is so funny. And it's like you could read that as, you know, it's her idol making fun of her. Or it's like someone she loves and wants to be with being like, get the fuck away from me. Yeah.
0: Because like it, that's sort of the turning point where Margaret starts to think that Eve is trying to steal her boyfriend, right? little does she fucking know. Um, but, like that's when she starts to distrust Eve. She doesn't know anything about Eve. She does not know all about Eve. She does not <laughs> also, quick Philadelphia story thing. It, it is, is based a on a play, but here's the catch the the <gasps> play was twenty two okay, enough. Catch me if you can,
1: Tom Hanks. Give me a to Go Riff off Tom Hanks. Go, go, go.
0: Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh. Okay. Here's the catch about the Philadelphia story, the play. It was written as a star vehicle for Katherine Hepburn. Classic. So it was like she did the play on Broadway. To then do it for a film. The upper echelon mm-hmm. of the art. Hell yeah. And then they turned it into a big Hollywood blockbuster. When did that come out? 1940. 40? Wait, really? Same year as Rebecca. For-
1: that was before this? Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. Wow, Philadelphia Story feels way more modern to me.
0: It's it's remained very like consistently good. There's a couple. I mean, you know, as with all movies, there's a couple things where you're like, ooh,
1: ooh, like has this, that this aged age well? well? Has this age well? Yeah. But
0: for the most part, like especially story wise, like that shit right. holds up so well. Well, that's
1: the whole thing with screwball comedies and why they. I mean, you know, like at the beginning of, the, of all of this is like I was going through so many screwball comedies because they hold up so well because Mm -hmm. they play with gender roles, gender expectations. I'm sure we're going to cover some of them on this podcast, but it's like they... That's I feel like they age so well because the women are so empowered in them because mm-hmm. it's usually the men who are bumbling idiots
0: and that's why all about Eve works so well too because women are fucking running this shit yes. like both husbands slash boyfriends like Addison DeWitt is like the man with the most agency in this movie. You could say
1: he has some wit.
0: He he does he does have that <laughs> but the producer the director the, yeah. the the playwright they're all sort of just like Idiots. they live their lives at yeah. the whims of these women but it's like it's pitched in such a nice way where the women are still the protagonist so it's like yeah of course you want them to run the show like right. that's who we care about that's what the movie is about um it's great yeah and i do think that like story-wise and character-wise it holds up incredibly well it's pretty long it is did you
1: catch that lloyd there's a line in this where addison dewitt compares lloyd to louisa may alcott and my eyebrow went up because even though lloyd is with karen yeah we know louisa may alcott known lesbian
0: 300 percent
1: uh so i was like hmm is he calling lloyd Gay,
0: but I do like. As, is that an insult? As much as I would love that read, I think looking at the time period that this was made, probably not. I think it's more about. I think it is an insult, but it's meant to be like he writes like fluff. women's stories. He yeah. writes fluff. He writes nice, sweet little stories. Yeah. without a lot of.
1: You're right. Punch. It's just to anytime them. there's a Lucy May Alcott drop, I'm like, gay.
0: Gay though, no, but yeah, I I would say that is a a stretch. It's fine. Whatever.
1: <laughs> I have other reads.
0: I think I love your read, your performative femininity read. Cause this Thank is you. about like the core of this movie is that your bankability as a woman is directly dependent on your age, which yep. is true, particularly in the theater and the, the film the and world, TV yes. industry. Yes. Like you are only as valuable as your appearance, right. as your beauty, like your talent can wax and wane depending on how you look. Mm -hmm. And that is like why Margot becomes so worried about Eve replacing her because like it doesn't really matter if she's a good actress or not. And we actually don't really ever see –
1: We don't see them act. Them act. No. We see like like, montages of them on stage, but we never actually get their performances.
0: Yeah. And there's a lot of like talking around like, oh my God, Eve is a born actress. She has everything. Like we are just waiting for this woman to like explode onto the scene. But at the end of the day, it's like Margot is playing younger roles and it doesn't matter how talented she is. Nothing can compare with someone that's Who's newer like the
1: younger fresh ingenue to the stage exactly which is so infuriating and yeah. you mean you see it in Hollywood all the time where you reach an age and you go from playing like the love interest to the mom or the female lead to the mom
0: yeah i mean i think about i think man of steel is like a great example where mm. what is there like an eight-year age gap between amy adams and henry capitol uh no oh uh, uh, and diane keaton Sally Field? Field no
1: Sally Field's uh Spider-Man Amazing Spider-Man I Diane, think Diane Lane Ke-
0: Di- is it Diane Who it's it? definitely not Diane Keaton wait why am I thinking
1: Keaton oh it's my Diane god Lane. it is Diane Lane. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah yeah yes wow forgot that yeah
0: yeah. Anyways, but that like, that is insane. That's like a great example of like Henry Cavill is like in between these right. two women, and it's like, it's like hmm. as soon as you hit that age threshold, you graduate from love interest to mom of an Ugh. adult man, real quick. Uh,
1: an adult man. <laughs> yeah, he's an adult in that movie. Can we cover
0: that? Man, maybe of Steel? Zod's like
1: a little queer for Henry. No.
0: Cavill. <laughs> no. Maybe
1: I refuse. That- Look, that five-minute IMAX trailer, one of the greatest things, like, put to screen. Not to, like, you know, go into this territory. I'm not, like, the biggest... I Look, I love DC movies, but not these DC Whatever, we're not going to get into it. But that five-minute IMAX trailer whips so much ass.
0: I'm just going to let you keep talking. Have you seen it? I don't think so.
1: I'm going to send it to you. It's, like, the best Superman thing Someone had a tweet where they, this is the best incarnation of Superman we've had, and it's like a trailer, and I would agree with that. Oof. Like on screen. And
0: then the movie whiffed it so hard. I don't think Man of Steel that bad. Okay, but it's not that good.
1: But it's not that bad. It has Michael Shannon.
0: It does. I forgot he was which in makes that. makes
1: anything better.
0: Yeah. Shannon.
1: We love. Anyways, can't back wait to for.
0: Eve. We'll eventually talk about Michael Shannon on this podcast. Oh. Yeah. 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 Can't wait. Yeah. It's going to be like the Jordan. It's going to be better than Tom Cruise. I'm going to be yelling. Yeah. 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 It's going to be great. I'm Uh going to do a
1: Michael Shannon impression, which is just me yelling in a very (laughs) raggedy voice. (laughs) Uh, You know who else is giving impressions?
0: Eve. Eve. Yeah, of a completely of different person. Women. Yes, like um, she she's the classic like person that's pretending to be someone else. She's gatsbying herself.
1: She really is. And I mean, we don't really get to see Eve until we have that one sequence with with Addison to where where she finally breaks and it's like, oh, you weren't married before. You came here because people were basically running you out of town.
0: Yeah. You, like, have never... You're not really, like, a true patron of the arts. You don't care about theater. You just care about fame and getting ahead. Um, And, like...
1: But then Addison DeWitt's also, like, cool. Cool. But also, I own you. Yes. Which is fucked up. Really fucked up. And gross.
0: I just think it's so interesting that eve is you know definitely playing the ingenue but is doing it very carefully and is very put together she's very sweet but you know she never loses herself no and then we never see her actually
1: go full throttle evil
0: no of course not evil i mean i think the closest is when uh she's talking to karen Mm -hmm. about why karen basically can't tell Margot that Eve is evil, right? As you, she's say. kind of like
1: blackmailing her. She is blackmailing because, her because.
0: Should we talk about this business? This Oh is my some god, sweaty business. Have you
1: ever been driving a car and your car suddenly runs out of gas <laughs> when you're rushing to reach a train?
0: So let me lay this out for you because I actually didn't understand it when we when I was watching it. I was yes. like, something's happening. I don't know. Go for It'll it. It'll work itself out. So basically. Eve is so good at playing this like wide eyed innocent star on the rise that uh Karen eventually feels bad that Margot seems to be, you know, pissed at her um for sort of, you know, just being nice to her and just wanting to be close with her and idolizing her. So she's like, you know what, Eve, since you're now Margot's understudy, that's a big plot point. She becomes Margot's understudy but for Margot this film. doesn't know. Margot never misses a performance. No never
1: never she wouldn't dare
0: except if uh karen was to take her out of town uh and then have her car conveniently run out of gas so that Margot misses her train back to the city and eve has to perform in her place
1: so sweaty
0: so sweaty but honestly kind of a good plan for good for eve yeah but eve knows that it's like it's coming, so like she invites Addison to it, and she invites all these critics to like attend. Yeah,
1: all of the theater reviewers end up being there on one night. Oh, so
0: shockingly, crazy. when the understudy
1: is performing,
0: but she kills it. Yes. She doesn't choke.
1: I thought she was gonna kill someone. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> well, she's is... that one line with um uh, with Karen where she's like, "Why did you say kill?" Or no, with Addison. Um, and then she brings him into the room. I thought she was going to like stab him or something.
0: Oh, nah, nah. This is really like, this is a a, a women in their wily ways movie. It's mm. all about words. But this was Rebecca though. Mrs. Danvers would have pushed stabbing. her over a ledge. Yeah. Remember when there was a gun in Rebecca 2020? <gasps> what if there was a gun? Gun? How do you feel about gun? <laughs> the gun. The gun.
1: The old man? And, and the, the gun. And the gun
0: great movie wholesome oh my god Robert
1: Redford never misses a king never misses he misses sometimes he never misses he
0: misses occasionally
1: you know what movie he didn't miss in what it's a favorite of mine I've invoked it I've invoked it many a time on this podcast
0: what's your favorite Redford what is your favorite oh my god
1: (laughs) he's actually really good in peach dragon
0: (gasps) oh Of all the films that I thought you were going to say, wow, that took me completely <laughs> by surprise. I know. Really should have seen that one. He's coming. really good in it, though. No, I know. It's so, so you say, so okay. Anyway, we'll cover it. This movie is not awesome. We'll cover it. Uh Repressed sexuality. A young boy, yeah. Lost in the woods. Lost in the woods of heterosexuality. Oh,
1: oh my God.
0: I can, I can make it I out love of that anything. We, oh yeah,
1: we're like, we can spin, call us black widows because we're weaving some webs? queer webs. Yeah,
0: Eve is, is weaving a pretty
1: queer web. Oh yeah, she's laying a trap for mm-hmm. Margot.
0: I like that she sort of, she has, I kept being drawn back to these thematics that we have covered previously on the podcast in Specifically, Gatsby and Ripley, where it's like she, Eve is, like I have said about 50 gazillion times, is an ingenue, but... I have a real quick question for you. Is she an ingenue?
1: No, I was just going to ask, fuck, is she an ingenue?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just a small town girl in the big city.
1: Living in an ingenue. (laughs) She took the... Back road door yeah. to the stage to kill Margot. The backstage Anyways. door, maybe. It's sweaty, it's fine. Glee, how do you feel? Let's this not- you know what? Honestly, this feels like they could have done a, like a bottle episode of All About Yvonne Glee. Am I right or am I right?
0: I would just like to thank the gods and I mean, same. Ryan Murphy, that for he not. did not do that. But
1: does that does that not feel like something Glee would have somehow done? Yeah.
0: So it's like how I'm glad every day that Glee was off the air when Hamilton premiered. Oh,
1: wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know. But Glee season one, though. Fuck.
0: I'm not talking about Glee. Glee season
1: one rules. Specifically season one? I think that first season of Glee was like the thing everyone talked about for like years.
0: Yeah. No, I mean like that show is like so long standing in terms yeah. of like cultural impact and like what people remember of it.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I only know the first season. Also, but... I
0: do think that Rachel is like a very Brooke she... Solomon character. Oh, that's, oh, unfortunately. I did not.
1: I was I take back whatever I was going to say. Oh, I disagree.
0: No, I mean, it's like the worst parts of myself. But like, but then put to ten, relatable. Yeah, no. Oh God. Yeah, yeah, no. You are not a Rachel. It's really good that I didn't go into. Theater. You are more like a Phoebe.
1: I'm just kidding. I'm a Monica. No, you, obviously. Are. you are. a Monica. There was a joke that I was going to make earlier when we were talking about the age difference. I was going to say, "What is this, Cougar Town?" <laughs> and
0: there With we go. Courtney Cox, you're um, you're a Joey. Really? Maybe you're a Chandler.
1: I feel like I'm more of a Chandler. Yeah, I you're always a related more to Chandler. Yeah, I mean I, he's the best. Because I'm not stupid. No, I have like intention with my bits and they're not usually good, but I at least like think about them a little. And you're you know? like
0: nice and awkward and like you just want yeah. to be
1: loved. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah, more of a Chandler. Yeah. Thank God I'm not a Ross. <laughs>
0: what about a Ross. dinosaurs? <laughs>
1: you fucking like dinosaurs? Why are we talking about that? Why are we talking about friends? <laughs> you're
0: the ones that are talking about Glee. The only
1: friends we should be talking about are these pals and all about Eve. Just Galsby and pals. Galsby and pals. I mean, okay.
0: I had a point about Eve, which was that all about her. Underneath her ingenue persona, she sort of has this like magnetic innocence to her that yes. draws people into her. But this was my Gatsby Ripley point. She's like the sun. You get too close, you're gonna get burned. She's um, dazzling to look at. Call that Icarus. <laughs> Brooke, do you know about Icarus? I do. Icarus. He flew too close to the sun. He did that. And it was sad. A sad day. <laughs> what he was his dad's died. name? Daedalus. Daedalus? More like Daedalus. <laughs> Daedalus ah. is the one that built the the, the labyrinth and the yeah. mentor and yes. all that good stuff.
1: There was an animated movie that I saw uh, that really had all those play out. I forget what Ooh, it was. was fun. It was great. I don't know Sounds what, awesome. what I'm thinking about I'll that. I'll have
0: to <laughs> track it down. I love some Greek mythology.
1: The way you said that while pulling out a knife was very funny. <laughs> it was
0: great. It was so um, interesting. Anne Baxter
1: bodies this role.
0: Bodies.
1: Right? I mean, she's fucking great in this. She's
0: great. I feel like I don't know her the way that I know I Betty Davis. I and I agree. was like,
1: who is
0: this? Yes. She is so
1: gorgeous. She's stunning. My her Wikipedia God. photo is like, could cut me.
0: I'm looking at it right now. Right? Yeah. Right? Um, um, she was in The
1: Magnificent Ambersons, a ooh, film I have seen.
0: Guess what? All she about her? She screen tested for the role of Mrs. DeWinter in really? Rebecca. But she well, was considered the new Mrs. De Winter. too young. Yes.
1: That makes sense. I could see that. Yeah. This is crazy. Did you know that she's Frank Lloyd Wright's granddaughter? That makes sense. Classic. No one in the industry actually gets somewhere without being a somebody, somebody.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, she's in the Ten Commandments. Great yes. movie. Full of white people, but a great movie. I have a question for you. Yeah.
1: How many commandments? Just ten. Oh, not as cool.
0: Zero after Moses smashes them on those That's rocks. True. That movie's kind of fucking That movie great. rocks. That Are you kidding really me? Fun. It's great. Yeah. I kind of <laughs> love that movie. Saw that movie a lot as a child. I'm like
1: very, it's like, yeah, no, that movie's insane. Anyways. The water,
0: like, effects are crazy.
1: Yeah. Where he just, yeah.
0: Yeah. And the tornado, yeah, iconic. Charlton
1: Heston? Yeah. Well, like Charlton Yeston. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: yes. Yes. I got a, a cracked brook. <gasps> oh! <laughs> this is the best day of my life. Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: Uh, that was a good one, Delightful. Charlton. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I'm still laughing.
1: <laughs> That's <was> pretty good. <laughs> so, pretty
0: good, Gustafson. All
1: about Eve. How does it end?
0: Um, well, I mean, we actually already talked about yeah, how it ends. I mean, bro-
1: Eve gets caught. The vicious She wins cycle. her award. And then she, like, everyone, be- I like, in, in the end, we pick up where we started the film. She's getting her award. Uh, And she looks around as she's giving a speech and everyone looks at her like they want to cut her.
0: It's so interesting because at the beginning monologue, you pan across everyone. who's kind of just like sitting waiting for this dude to be done talking. And what it later turns out to be like venomous glares. You kind of mistake for like lethargic, bored, like, can we please get out of here? And Then the second Eve takes the stage, you're like, oh, shit. Everyone in this this room hates her. Right. Except for, like, the 20 butlers that are in
1: there that all go buck wild. They love her. She has fans. She has all, like, 20 old men.
0: Hey, that is my kind of demographic right there. Classic.
1: Oh. Anyways. But, yeah, I mean, then she goes home. Yeah. So she goes home. She skips out on a party because she realizes that no one actually likes her. Yeah. And then when she goes home, then she does find uh, her lesbian stalker.
0: Yeah. Just a just a rabid fan waiting Classic. to try on her dress while she's in the shower. Ugh. Just normal things. Completely normal. But the idea is that like she she won, but at what cost? Right. Uh the price of fame, the price of vanity, the price of being a horrible uh, gay who comes in to ruin things. There's that line where, where Margot goes like straight people? she only
1: she thinks only of me and um Her friend goes, well, let's say she thinks only about you. Yes. Like she doesn't, she just is so focused on Margo. She's
0: obsessed. Yeah. I like that she is genuinely obsessed with Margo and is genuinely into her and is not just playing her the entire time. I agree. No, it's yeah.
1: yeah, She wants to be further along with her life, but she does genuinely like have this love and this interest in
0: Margot. Yes.
1: It's not like just like a facade. Which is why this works. Because you
0: don't want someone that's completely a hollow shell and that who's then exposed and like their life is over because like who cares about that? You want someone that sort of misses a connection, misses a relationship that they could have had because she and Margot are good friends for a time before Margot sort of cools to her act and then eventually hates her and tells her she can put an award where her heart ought to be. Stone cold Betty Davis. That is awesome stone cold where would that award go in her heart in her heart where her heart except she doesn't be. have a heart Oof. yeah Oof. that's a weird award it's like this woman reclining I, yeah. no, on I a chair don't get
1: it i don't get it <laughs> i do not get the award very random the award business it was a mess did minus five stars for that i
0: do like that it's sort of it's intro it's the opening shot of the film is this award and it's a girl on a chair very uh lincoln (laughs) memorial-esque yeah sure but uh the nameplate is for eve harrington and that's the first thing that we see i do like that yeah um it all comes back it all goes back to Eve. It does. It's all about her. All them poster
1: arrows. They're all pointing. All of them. Joseph Mankiewicz. Yes. We didn't discuss this, but I read somewhere online. I think it was either IndieWire or another website, but he was a noted womanizer and very much like a very straight, straight man. And so it's interesting then when you have these queer undertones, whether it was intentional or not. It's uh, just things to think about.
0: Yeah. I'm also, I'm very surprised that he wrote this kind of movie because this is very much like a woman's yes. film. Yes. It's, it's really like uncompromising in its idea of like the theater divas and mm-hmm. like, women being women like without the influence of men like we said the men are kind of just like there there are some side pieces it's really about like their first love is the theater their first love is performance and i guess maybe it plays into the gendered uh, femininity of like women want attention and women want to be admired um but you know it's very they're very independent yeah and they're very not sexualized yeah, even no, for the 50s yeah they have a lot of autonomy yeah yeah like i love how betty davis looks in this entire movie when she's like taking off her makeup when mm-hmm. she has like you her see wig her cap totally still raw. on yeah. it's awesome
1: yeah no the way that they shoot her is very cool and progressive
0: yeah yeah and like i mean even eve who like if you're going to pick a sex object from the film it's her is always and not marilyn no. which is wild even though that dress though oh, marilyn oof but like
1: well, we i cannot wait to discuss some like it hot.
0: I know that's like the holy grail of, yes. of classic queer quadrant episodes. Yes, yeah, it's gonna be good. Call we'll this do it one. The day.
1: Last Crusade because we're working for that grail.
0: Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Call this Monty Python because we're working for that grail. Call this
1: <laughs> the Ten Commandments.
0: There's no grail in the Ten Commandments. <laughs> Call this Knights of the Round Table because we're working for that grail. King Arthur. I, that's okay call this
1: the sword of the stone sure the kid who would be king
0: oh i forgot all about that movie what What? if there was a kid who would be king
1: here's the thing what if a kid could be king
0: and that girl learned how to drive from mario kart and rebecca ferguson (laughs) that's the line that i remember from the trailer
1: (gasps) rebecca ferguson as morgana
0: rebecca ferguson really went like greatest showman
1: She's good at... The Kid Who, kid who Would Be the King. The Kid Who Would Be King is genuinely actually a fun time. Doctor it's, it's a good Sleep. movie.
0: Like no. zero for three.
1: I would counter. She was great in all of them.: I'm those. not saying
0: that she wasn't great. I'm saying that she was great, but I'm saying in terms of like movies... How much they made? Yike.
1: Yike. Here's the thing about her character in Doctor Sleep. She has, she a, has hat? a hat? She has a hat.
0: Her name is... Rose. Rose. The, the hat. hat.
1: What if you were a hat and a person...
0: You know whose hat I like in this movie? Eve has Who? that like nice little like fedora oh, type yes, thing. Yes. It's really cute, really cute. Yeah. Big fan. I could
1: see you wearing something like that. Yeah, on like I, a, like a fall day. Are you kidding me? I York. would.
0: I would rock these these like skirt suits that oh, they yeah. got going on. Yeah, very much your style. And the awesome like fifties ball gowns where it's like not quite floor length, but is like swingy. In there. Yeah. Ooh,
1: my favorite. One thing that we didn't discuss is not, it's not important. It's not related to the film at all, but I do love old Hollywood like marriages because I'm just like looking at Betty Davis's Wikipedia and it's like five men that she married. And it's just always these like marriages where it's like married 1932 divorced 1938, 1940, 42, 45, 50. You know what I mean, it's just like, they did. They were all swinging and marrying everywhere in these studio arranged marriages and everything. It's so wild. The
0: studio arranged marriages are so crazy to me, especially because you know it was a different time. It was much more taboo for people to be together and not be married because right. they were th- for together for too long. Like you, you had to get married. Right? Like, of how? Course. How dare? Um. And so the studio arranged marriages and the studio arranged relationships are just like fascinating they're and like so
1: baffling and like i feel like we could do a whole episode on like studio arranged oh, marriages once
0: you start getting into it and you actually like look at what the studios were meddling in yes it's crazy. they're like also covering up things like oh, a lot of yeah queerness oh for sure and like obviously a lot of like you know casting couch type scenarios mm-hmm. a lot of drug use like sanctioned by the studio depending on who you were as like an actor i mean it's it's Fucking crazy.
1: Hail Caesar gets into this. Oh yeah. Josh Brolin is like the man in charge of like saving He's everything. The
0: man. Oh,
1: what a great fucking movie. Anyways, all about Eve. All about Eve. What where does it yeah, what is where does it land for you? What are your walking away? What are your big thematic takeaways? Your I statements?
0: I was very, very surprised and delighted by this movie. Not only because of the queer read, which was a lot stronger than I expected, but also, you know, this is just like, the script is impeccable. There is so much smooth backstabbing people will be talking and like they'll get to an insult and it's such a clean in that you like don't even realize the knife is in your gut until it's like hilt deep in there it's good
1: descriptor
0: awesome oh thank you (laughs) no but But like it's so smooth and it's so slimy the dialogue fucking way. Yeah. yeah And, you know, it's bolstered by great characters and great performances. Um, personally, I give this a four and a half out of five stars for me. What did Rebecca Huge have? Huge fan for, I think. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. This interesting. Is a, well, this, this is a little, it's a little jauntier. It's a little mm-hmm. m- faster pace. Yes, yes, yes. Um, very up my alley. Um, but look, I mean, I love Rebecca. What yeah. can I say? Oh, good, yeah. Um, But I love this movie too. And I think on the Queer Quadrant, I'm going to give this one three and a half. I'd say there's definitely super queer undertones, particularly for this period of mm-hmm. time. There the is the
1: gaze code, yes. The lavender scare.
0: <laughs> love the lavender scare.
1: It's such a funny, yeah. I'm gonna like a start name.
0: a candle line or like a perfume line called, called, called the, the lavender, lavender scare. scare. <laughs> I
1: love that. Reclaim it for the gaze. and
0: I'll donate the proceeds to us. the Trevor Project or something. Oh, <laughs> to, <I thought> you... <laughs> to the podcast. To us. To queer media everywhere. Specifically this podcast. Yes. Um, yeah. Three and a half for me. I think it's great. How about you?
1: I liked it. Yeah. No, I was I was very unsure going into it. I feel like when you have these movies that are so hyped up and, you know, so well known, you kind of go in not it's so like nerve wracking watching for sure. Um, it was like the first time you watched Citizen Kane and you're like, oh, okay, like heralded as like the greatest film of all time. Like this is probably going to suck. And then you watch Citizen Kane and you're like, oh, this movie is fucking a masterpiece. You know what I mean? I was unsure, but then I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, the queer undertones are popping all over the place. Like as we've already said, I like I've div- like dug into it, but like Eve is like totally coded as a lesbian. And there was one thing that I didn't mention, but the way that she codes herself where her voice goes lower and more aggressive when she's not with other women and men where Mm. she can like just be on her own. Be herself. Exactly. In the way that she sort of blends in. Um, Yeah. No, I I love it. And I love how big Margot is and is just a diva and a brassy broad. Yeah. You love it. You love to Uh, see it. So personally, I'm going to give it 4.25 between a four and a half and a
0: four. You're not allowed to do that, but um, I'll Uh, go to four and a
1: half. Okay. Four and a half
0: for me. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Go with it. Uh,
1: I'll commit to a four and a half. And I, then...
0: I always overrate movies that I'm like, you know what? I liked this. I had a fun time. Yeah. yeah. I'll always like give it a little extra boost if I feel great about like the creative power Agreed. behind it. Agreed. Yeah.
1: Uh, no, this is a classic of American cinema and rightfully so. However, should not have one Best Picture. Sunset, Sunset Boulevard. Sunset Boulevard is like one of my the greatest films ever made. Uh, and on the queer quadrant, I'm going to give it a three,
0: three. Nice. Yes, Yeah. A little bit of gay yearning. Um, but I mean, it's really about trying to, of course it could. I would
1: really like to see the play, the new play adaptation of it, the Jillian Anderson, Lily James. Cause I wonder if the queerness is bolstered. This is sort of the Rebecca thing that we've been discussing where in modern times, do you emphasize the subtext to become more text? Mm-hmm. Because I would wonder, like, obviously like don't remake it, but if they were going to remake this, I would wonder if the queerness would become a lot stronger than it is necessarily within this.
0: Particularly because in the All About Eve stage play, it looks like it's set to be like contemporary. Yes. Um. So that is like definitely a lot, you know, that automatically like lets you look at it in a whole new light. Exactly. Because you're not doing a period piece. You don't right. even have to like conform to what would have been what, acceptable. What the standards were at that yeah. time. Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. So it makes you, like, because then you wonder, like, is it just going to be more sociopathic? Is mm-hmm. Eve really just going to be evil, evil, you know?
0: Does it become more of, like, uh, you know, an ageism and career story exactly. than it is in the original where it's literally, like, I will take your roles and I will replace you. And, yeah. like, and that's And Margot kind of
1: becomes okay with it, though. Like, in the end, Margot, she has that conversation where she's, like, happy about settling down and coming into just being a, like she's fine with heterosexuality and like this heteronormativity
0: and she ends up happy with her husband right um, and which she like, she actually she, she is because she gives no no she is but it's like
1: ugh, like you want her to like keep going for the stage you know
0: I know but she gives Eve the role right eventually it's the idea that like Eve has worn her down but it's still Margot's choice in the end yes. to give her which is nice that
1: she has her own autonomy
0: yeah it's a great movie. Yeah. Um, would you like to, like guess, to guess the, the letterbox?
1: <laughs> I would like to guess the letterboxed. You can't give me the letterbox of another one, right?
0: What do you mean? Like give you the Sunset Boulevard letterbox?
1: Yeah. I can, can give you? you. I can. Hell I yeah. I will do that. I will do that just go. for
0: you. The Sunset Boulevard Can I wait? I'm, we're going to do a double
1: guess. I'm going to guess Sunset Boulevard 45. 44. 44. Four.
0: And All About Eve? Four.
1: Two, four, two. Final answer? Yes.
0: Four, three. Fuck,
1: really? Okay, that's fine.
0: <laughs> High bald than low bald.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. it was. Yeah, I, I, I felt like it would be less than Sunset Boulevard, but like not by a lot.
0: Yeah. I mean, hey, you were hey, right. Close. Very Anyways, close. That was Eve. That was Eve. How much about her? All about her.
1: Incredible. <laughs> and so you know, Brooke, we're coming in each week. We do an episode.
0: We do do that.
1: Yes. and what? Are we doing
0: next week? Next week, we have some very special... Oh, yes. (laughs) Next week, thought I was reading the schedule wrong. We have some very special guests that are going to come solve a mystery with us.
1: What kind of mystery?
0: A murder mystery.
1: Should I get a clue?
0: You should get a clue. How
1: many times do you think I'm going to say clue as like a pun or try to force a joke?
0: Even more times than you said mank in this episode.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mank, <laughs> mank, 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 mank. Yes, <laughs> it's going to be a disaster.
0: Uh, next week, we're covering Clue with Woo! our friends over at the Rainbow Road Podcast. Woo! Very excited, um, and you should give it a listen as well as give our collaboration episode with them a listen. Hell which yeah! Of the time of this releasing of this episode will be available. Yeah. Um So go listen, give it a listen. It's great. Um, and so, where can people find you? They can find on the stage. Um lurking in the wings perhaps lurking at the stage door
1: of the opera
0: please invoke one more media property that's not all about eve and watch me leap across this table wicked uh queer (gasps) can we cover yeah. Yes. But like we, we need to wait for the movie. I'll just direct the new movie. ill faded movie.
1: I will direct it. I want to direct that movie so bad.
0: Yeah. Let me direct Wicked. Who is your dream cast? You already know. Okay, but like...
1: Well, who not for... dream cast, but who I think that they're going to cast no, as no, Ariana no. Grande as Elphaba.
0: But I want your cast, the Jordan Gusterson cast. If you don't have it ready, that's fine. I don't I'll have it ready. let you think on it. Do you it. have
1: one ready? Uh, No. Why well, you came in hot... <laughs> And you left cold. You're the
0: one that wanted to direct it. Yeah.
1: But that doesn't mean I know <laughs> who I want my cast to be yet. Mm-hmm. All right. Back down. I would go for an unknown for one of the two, though.
0: Yeah. Alphaba, I think. Yes, That's I would great agree. great unknown. And yeah. you cast a star. Like, you don't
1: go a Mila Kunis a la Oz the Great and Powerful. Oof. That was not a choice, but it was a choice. It
0: was. For sir. <laughs>
1: Anyways, where can people find you?
0: People can find both of us on (gasps) Twitter. I'm at Brooke B. Solomon. At Jordan H. Gus. And we are together at Queer Quadrant. You can find this podcast on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, bitches, review. Oh, bitches. Whoa, whoa. Hey, 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 hey. Motherfuckers. Hey, (laughs) whoa.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: I'm trying to mix it up a little bit.
1: By us insulting our audience.
0: Bitch is a compliment.
1: Not from you. Yes. From me.
0: No. Well, you didn't have to say it. I didn't say it. Um rate review subscribe. Uh five stars only or we'll come take your careers and your husbands. Hell yeah. Uh, I'll get behind that. Yeah, you know, it's great. Uh let us know what you would like to see us cover. Tweet at us, tell us what you think about this movie and any We want to and know all, all about things. Eve. We want to know all about you, and our Eve. listeners.
1: But also Eve. Also Eve. We want to know about her. How's uh, she doing?
0: She doing all right. I mean, she's probably dead. She's <laughs> You're probably right. Right? I mean, at this point. Is that your parting thought for the episode? Yeah. Oh, R.I.P.